0: Welcome everybody, this is the Too Fat to Play podcast. This episode is going to be a little bit different as myself and Ryan have spent all day Sunday watching one game. Um, this was a huge surprise
1: uh, coming out of Friday, right after we had released our second episode last week. I get a phone call um, from Austin at on both of our lunch breaks, um, essentially telling me the podcast is over if I don't. Do something? I go, Well, obviously I'm doing whatever you need me to. Um well come to find out it was it was a redemption game for me. Uh we got to go to the Bills Chiefs game at Arrowhead, GEH field at Arrowhead Stadium, watch two goats go back to back gunsling it. Phenomenal Sunday. Didn't get to watch a ton of football, but we got to watch the best football from Sunday. We're gonna hit that game quite a bit. We got a lot of lot of stuff coming from that game.
0: Obviously, since we're kind of limited on the other games, we're just gonna do kind of kind of do a quick run through, give kind of highs, lows, uh, shocking things. You know, pound our chest a little bit on a couple of things that we got that we got right that I don't feel like most members of the media were probably leaning on. Um but guys as always Austin your new fa- your new favorite Bills fan Ryan uh, hey hey but we are uh we are excited about what this week held um that that Bills Chiefs game was albeit the Chiefs lost so that kind of sucked for me although I did pick the Bills so it's kind of my team lost but I'm right and you guys mean more to me than anybody else so to the podcast guys I was right just just saying I was right but uh it was it was a wild weekend we really enjoyed Sunday it was nice to get out uh had our podcast shirts on walking around arrowhead We had a wonderful time That being said we'll uh we'll kind of run through what what the weekend held um, Thursday night it was it was the crap fest we all thought it was gonna be Not interested in talking. Carson Wentz is going to be out four to six weeks with a broken ring finger. Um, The Bears might as well sit. Justin Fields out four to six weeks too because he sucks. Um, Moving on. Uh, One of the few games that we actually got a a, a limited amount of viewing time on because it was on at Jersey Mike's was a game that, again we kind of get to pound our chests on.
1: It was. Uh, both of us kind of looked at this game as possibly one of the better games of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we sit down for lunch. Uh, Austin has red zone up on his phone. I have the Niners' atrocious outing, and we'll get to that one here in a bit, up on my phone and in the TV in the corner. They have the uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the New York, sorry, the London Football Giants on the TV, and I think it was right there in the middle of the first quarter, and we stayed essentially up till halftime,
0: roughly there about.
1: Um, and what a game from everything we've seen!
0: What a game! So I know I've and and I'll, I'll probably continue saying it. The Giants might still be the worst five and one team I've ever seen. But those boys are 5 and 1. They've beaten the Ravens this week and the Packers last week. That team is rolling. I mean, they have their one loss to Dallas, but that team looks like it could be a problem. Like I I do not believe in the Giants. No, I
1: feel that might be one of the worst rosters in football. Brian DeBall has the balls to go out there and say, we're not rolling over to try and fix this. We're going to fix it now and win with what we've got, and I'll fix the rest in the offseason.
0: You know it has one of da? He's going to have one of da Coach of the Year trophies at the end of the year. Oh, They yeah. can lose the last 11. I don't care. 100%. Dude this has is... been the – this is the most – for – Coach Coach of the Year has always been a wins over wins over expected wins expected. This
1: team's what two two wins? Most definite. I, I was gonna say they've already doubled their
0: win total from expected. So what what Brian is doing in New York, New Jersey is incredible. Um, to have that team at five and one, y- you have the same record as the Buffalo Bills. Insanity is what that is. You. Who came
1: into this season thinking, well, obviously, everybody, everybody is calling the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Right now, that's kind of the way it looks. Um, I've, got, I've got some questions about Philly, but the Bills edging out for best team in the NFL, the Chiefs, by four points. And that is a total... That's just because that was what the score was on Sunday. Say that the teams are flipped in the score there. The Chiefs edge out the Bills by four points. Those two teams are so evenly matched. We'll get to that one here in a bit. But who would have come into the season saying, yeah, yep, yeah, I'm pretty sure the New York football Giants.
0: The London football Giants. Oh, my.
1: My bad. <laughs> are going to be 5-1, and one, second place in the NFC East. First off, having a team five and one being second place in the
0: NFC East is astounding. We, we didn't we, beginning the season. I don't think either one of us had them winning five games through six weeks. No, for any team in the NFC East, and the Eagles were like, yeah, maybe. Still think they're, they're still thought they were going to be more of a four and two kind of squad at this point. But the, what the Giants are doing and have done with a roster that. I mean they have an okay offensive line. They have a below average quarterback. They have a great running back. How many defenders can you name on that team? Uh is it Kayvon Thibodeau?
1: Yep. Oh, you're asking for another Yeah, oh, no. Oh, no, okay. that yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's I it.
0: Mean, they have they do not have well known defenders. But that team they're stopping guys. I mean, they just slowed down Lamar. It's an exciting football team to watch for. Let's be honest, for a bunch of
1: right now, no name, unless you're a, a Giants fan, which, and that's how everybody is. You you look at the 49ers game, who the hell is that guy? I'm like, oh yeah, he he was born at 7:23 on a Tuesday. Like, I get it. I asked you the same thing about unless you were. There's he, a
0: reason I refuse to try to pronounce telephone. Exactly. Kala Noah Hufunga. That one. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. reason I, I've i tried every instance not to try to pronounce his name because I'm like, hey, he's a great player. I have no fucking idea who he is. It, but that's just
1: it. When you're a fan, you know those guys. There's 31 other fan bases that have no idea who any of these Giants players are. And Brian DeBall
0: has that squad rolling. And for any fantasy football fans out there, Highly suggest maybe uh, looking Wando Robinson's way, or Wandel I think is I don't remember his last name. I, d- I know his first name's Wandel, so search that. <laughs> I think it's the only one in the league. Um, rookie out of Kentucky, his senior or his last year in college, like over half his yards were rack yards, and uh, they have the fastest snap to th- snap to throw time in the NFL. So you might want to look that way to. Security a wide receiver three, maybe a good flex, but that's enough fantasy football. But I'm um, man, what the Giants have done, I can't say it enough. It is is just it's mind boggling that that roster is five and one, especially after beating the last two teams. Granted, I know we're both out on the back, right? Not that we were oh, ever really God. in. And we've got a few
1: things. We're going to save that one closer to the end of the show. We've got some things to say about the Packers. The, 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 pa- I've got the some Pack is back. And, and,
0: and by yeah. back, I mean they're at the back of the Pack. They, they are bad. Um, a little bit of a shocker, Colts over Jags. We all kind of thought the Colts were dead, especially without their first two running backs. Right now, I
1: think it's more or less, and we didn't get to watch anything except for highlights on this game. The Jaguars just look young. They they're finally starting to look like that young team. The inexperience is kind of catching up to them. Yeah. Um, that's a good squad. Doug Peterson's got got guys playing for him. They just got to figure
0: out how to play together, and yeah. it, it, it's starting I think to that show. You're gonna have to figure out how to handle success, right? Um, and deal with deal with the downs because I feel like maybe this was just a they might be the best them, two we, and four team, yeah, on, in the league. Um, this game comes with a question I would like to pose. What you got? And we've, we've discussed this a little bit. And I've, I, I feel like I'm firmly entrenched in my decision on this one. Okay. So we're going to go Patriots-Browns. Patriots have gone back-to-back weeks blowing out their opponents. This week they allow 15 points to... A Browns team that can put up points, maybe not put up a bunch of points, but they can put up points. I think I know what you're getting at. Go ahead. So, neither one of us are big Mac Jones fans. I, I don't feel like we've either one of us have been big, big fans of him out of college or what he did last year. Correct. So, that bias being what it is, being out there, You have a rookie quarterback that you drafted in the 6th round. Was it the 4th or the 6th? 4th, 6th, whatever. You drafted him late. Who went out this week, threw for 309 yards, 2 touchdowns, and led his offense. And looked good. He looked like a quarterback. He looked like he was in control of the game. How do you go back to Mac?
1: Like you said, there is a lot of bias in this room right now. But, and maybe it's the bias speaking, look what you have invested in these two guys. Did you move up to get Bailey Zappi? You did not. Did you move up to get Mac Jones? You did not. How many times do we see later round guys outplaying first round counterparts? You're supposed to be a first or second round guarantee. That's what the first two rounds of the NFL draft are supposed to be. That's not the reality. Fortunately, for Pats fans, you have the head coach that right now, he's proven me wrong. Me too. With this non-existent offense that's not going to let the draft position of a player get in the way. There are better quarterbacks in this this last draft than Bailey Zappi. They didn't all go before Bailey Zappi. I mean, Kenny Pickett did, but you sat there in the fourth round, took the best player available who happened to be a quarterback, who's outplaying your first-round pick. You've got nothing invested in either one of these guys. How many times do you see teams have to move off of a first-round pick because they're just a bust? That's what the NFL is.
0: Mm-hmm. It's bust or boom. Especially at that position now. It, I, You
1: have to look at Bailey Zappi, and do you have to take a hard look.
0: I don't think it's that hard. I, don't I really either. don't. Because the way Bailey has looked, Mac Jones has looked stagnant. He's looked slow. Yeah, Mac Jones can make some incredible throws. He's Sometimes. great in
1: the pocket. Look, I don't want this to happen at all. I
0: brought this up to you before the show. Yeah, I I would not put this in the universe, bud. Like just saying, I, I mean, you have to now because it's been brought up. I'm well. I was going to
1: regardless, and for my sake, it better not happen. If I'm Bill Belichick, I'm calling up San Francisco. I'm going, hey, the guy that you probably should have taken at three, which I still do to this day, do not believe should have been the guy at three by any stretch of the imagination. Send us Jimmy. We get our a veteran backup. You get the guy that can run your offense without... Any issues, if Trey Lance doesn't pan out, he's cheap, we'll take Jimmy's salary, whatever he wants to get paid to come to New England, we can pay it, and we've got our future guy and our backup, who knows how to run our system and can run it flawlessly. You've got two futures, one is Jimmy G 1.2, the other one, high side Josh Allen, low side what he is right now, he's injured. I mean, that that's what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, If you're Bill Belichick, you have to make that call. We have two weeks to the trade deadline. I don't want to see this happen. Oh, I know you don't. That, that would be my worst case scenario. But for a Patriots fan, a realistic Patriots fan, mm-hmm. not one of these guys getting Mac Jones' face tattooed on their ass right next to Tom Brady. The Patriots fan that can sit down, watch football, and be subjective about their team. And I'll be subjective with the 49ers right now. Maybe that's your best bet. Mac Jones comes in, he's got
0: something to prove, and all he does is just run your offense. I mean, I do feel like if Mac Jones is going to go somewhere, the Niners might be the one place he has a chance to succeed just because of the weapons. That is is a clear and obvious weapon upgrade. It, most definitely. But, I don't, I mean, and I don't, I don't see the, the Patriots moving off Mac Jones at the trade either. deadline. And, I don't, I don't see a scenario where Shanahan moves off of Jimmy G this year. Because. He needs to. I absolutely agree. <laughs> but, if, you move, off, to if you move off Jimmy G, you're, you're, you're restarting a quarterback. You're restarting implementation of a quarterback. It's. It's too difficult to do midseason. I I'm cool right now with running our third string but no I, and, I know and we'll get I know you're happy <laughs> you, you would not be I mean you wouldn't be happy to see it but you' you were, you're fine with blowing up this season and me I mean you've talked about that before. There's 11 players on the injury report that are starters for the
1: 49ers. there's like 37 total that is impossible to come back from But oh, back to the Patriots.
0: I think the Patriots have to. I, you're a year and a half into Mac. Mac made the playoff last year. He wasn't Mac, this year. Not was, the way he, he started. He wasn't this year. He still. Sh- I, I. I. There is no scenario last year where he should have been selected to a Pro Bowl. So I think you can throw that stat away because, I'm sorry, getting selected to a Pro Bowl. I don't care anymore.
1: A, I'm Pro- actually really happy the that they're changing dead. it to the, to a flag football game. It's going to be it'll be more entertaining as a flag football game because that's what it's been for the last uh, few years. Are a flag football
0: game? or Because all I know is they're just taking out the game and putting in events. No, I'm pretty sure they're changing it to a flag football game is what I read. Hmm. Well, either way, the, the Pro Bowl has been dead to me for years. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched it. Um, there hasn't been a significant play in the Pro Bowl since Sean Taylor destroyed the punter. Went to Pitt State, um. But, man, I think if you're the Patriots, I think I think Mac Jones, I, I think Mac Jones is now your backup. I, I, I think Bailey Zappi is your guy going forward. Uh, we said it you last wrong. week.
1: We said this last week, where this is not a Cooper Rush situation. And how about we hit that game next, since we're kind of just jumping all over the place, since we've got the comparison already. Yeah,
0: Bailey Zappy led the team. Cooper Rush. Has managed his team exactly exceptionally well. Oh, I, I will to ask I, I your will...
1: backup quarterback over. If you look at your backup quarterback and say, "Hey, you're going to be out here for five weeks. We need you to win four of those. I don't care which one you lose. We need you to win at least four of those." You want your backup to go 500 at best. He went 800.
0: He went 80. Yeah. No, I think I think Cooper Rushian make an argument for maybe being one of the top three backups. Yeah. I would say that 33 to 35 range. you got a guy that can come in, can win you games, doesn't make mistakes, doesn't turn the ball over, hits the open guy and allows the running game to work. I think you have a great backup in Dallas. I think that's clear who the starter should be. Yeah. Especially after the Eagles game.
1: Most definitely. And Dak is such a dynamic player. That's what kind of gets missed is Dallas asks him to stay in the pocket a lot of the time, and he he does play better when they dumb the playbook down to what they did for Cooper Rush, which I don't feel like they've dumbed it down any, but they just ask the quarterback position to do less. Mm
0: -hmm. I feel like
1: all quarterbacks play better in that situation. But Dak Prescott's also shown in the fourth quarter, you need yardage and points, he'll get it. Which that all comes down to play calling. At that point, Dak is a decent quarterback. He's at worst top fifteen. I think I still put him in top ten,
0: bottom end of the top ten. I think I think he's falling out of the top ten for me. But that's that's neither here nor there. But um, I mean, but no, I I agree. But no, I th- I think the obvious choice. I think I think Dallas is just as obvious. As New England is. In New England, you keep your backup in. You you your your backup's not your starter. In Dallas, your backup's your backup. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't feel like that should be any and this isn't because oh he finally lost again. No, it's not that. Cooper Rush's good games are two hundred yards. What's a two hundred yard game gonna get you in the playoffs?
1: Nothing. Eliminated. That's right unless you're San Francisco playing Green Bay and you can
0: well yeah but throw that's because Aaron Rodgers is just going to give San Francisco the ball but <laughs> it is clear and obvious the game against Philly the blitzes that got Cooper messed up in the first half we were eating dinner and he threw what three interceptions two two, two.
1: while we were sitting there we were only we were there for half hour 45 minutes
0: maybe yeah I think it's it's obvious. You need Dak because that offense is going – that defense is good. Playing the higher-level offenses, that secondary is not good enough to contain these high-level offenses. I mean, I know they the Eagles only put up 29 on them, but 29 wins you a lot of football games. Yes, it does. So with – I feel like Dak – Cooper Rush's amazing game. Hit The best game of his career would probably be 315, 320
1: it was last year his one start last year uh, against the raiders on uh, thanksgiving you were at my parents with me while we were watching that game yeah okay
0: so yeah i think like it I was
1: 3 i think it was 320
0: so he had an incredible first yeah. first outing yeah but his ceiling the, the, the top of the cooper rush tower is at 320 and there's nothing
1: wrong with that no that is a chase daniels has made a living at that
0: To have a backup that you can trust to go four and one in five games that have not all been, have not been a cupcake schedule. No, it has not. And he went four and one, and the only team he lost to is, as I've said many times, the best team in the NFC. He went four and one. Yeah, he lost to the Eagles. Hey, man, good job. You won eighty percent of your games this year. Let's go back to Dak. Because Dak's ceiling is 500 yards.
1: Yeah, I, I completely I, agree. D- um, Dak the is... Cooper-Russian Dak Prescott con- conundrum that Dallas Cow- And I blame a lot of this on Jerry Jones and his big freaking mouth because he likes to just hop on any talk show he
0: can. I have a Jerry Jones story uh, oh, go from for it. league meetings, actually, that happened tonight. Um, they've been discussing... The contract extension of one Roger Goodell. Um, The vote came in at 31 to 1 in the owner's meeting to start the negotiations. The one, as I'm sure you can assume, was Jerry Jones that voted against it.
1: Damn it, Jerry. Now you come out and do something I agree. I
0: don't know what was said, but there was an exchange between Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft really and Jerry Jones looks across the table and goes don't fuck with me I, d- I don't know what that pertains to in the football world in all reality because obviously he still got outvoted 31 to one but Jerry is hot um so. just just a little something that we can watch for wow um and i mean we all know that jerry jones is not a fan of roger goodell and hasn't been for a while but uh yeah so fun stuff that's good stuff so hey maybe between snyder being claiming he has dirt which he put out a letter today that said he never said that and he's never hired private in- investigators. And yeah,
1: that's a guy that we can believe. Yeah,
0: I I wouldn't trust. Man, I wish it was thirty to two and Dan Snyder actually had something and voted against it. Boy, he can't vote against Roger Goodell right now. He physically can't because Roger'd be like, "You like that football team? It'd be a shame if uh." Somebody sold it to Jeff Bezos. Sure would be a shame, wouldn't it? You know, and it's just nah. Hans oh. Snyder's just n- nope. I'm just gonna stick my status quo. You take the yes, and we are going to uh, go over here and hide in our corner and probably touch an employee and unwantedly. Un- 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 so, but man, it yeah. So not not to interrupt your Jerry Jones point. <laughs> I just you said that I had the, I, completely... I had the notification on my phone, and I was like, you know, you know and interject.
1: I, Jerry Jones likes to come out. and I mean, when he came out and said, I think it's good that we have a quarterback competition. All I could think was you paid Dak $40 million to be your guy. And now you're saying, man, I'm glad that that's not going to pan out. Sometimes Jerry just needs to shut his trap. Now, apparently at the owner's meeting, I need him to talk a little bit more. Because yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's all some... you
0: talk Tokyo shit, Jer. But Love that. Yeah. So I just, like I said, I just saw that and thought that would be a fun little thing to. Too bad the fans didn't get to vote on the commissioner, even though uh, if it didn't mean anything. Yeah, let's. I'm sure that would go really well in Goodell's favor. Um. Continuing on, uh, we'll we'll keep this train moving. We want we both want to get to that Chiefs Bills game very much. So, um, so Bengals over the Saints. Not really surprising. The Saints put up a pretty good fight, but I feel like I that's think that was what that the surprising team is. Part. I mean, I feel like the Saints are that team that's going to put up a fight. They've got their defensive leaders are. I mean, you have to consider their defensive leaders at leadership at the top of the league. You do that defense isn't wonderful, but their leadership between Tyron Matthew, Cam Jordan, you know,
1: Cam Jordan's a monster.
0: I I think that team that team's someone that you have to. Consider that with that defense, I don't feel like that team's lacking in leadership, just quarterbacking. Um, The surprise of the weekend, the absolute number one surprise of the weekend as far as I'm concerned because I didn't think this was going to be a game, let alone a close game, let alone a victory for the Pittsburgh Steelers. No kidding. The Buccaneers don't look well. Um, I was reading something earlier. Actually, it was a quote from Ben Roethlisberger on the football and podcast. He was like, "Hey, Tom's the GOAT. The Super Bowl rings prove it, you know, whatever." It does not look like Tom Brady wants to be playing football right now. Granted, his home life to he, our knowledge he's is falling apart. You know, his his wife's filing for divorce. I don't know what the situation is with his kids. A guy that he thought was one of his good friends is digging at him at every turn. I feel bad for Brady. Like, you know, to to be in that situation, you know, he, we all kind of knew this was, you know, this was gonna be his last ride. This was gonna be his last season. For, yeah. You know, he he was he was gonna be done. You know, he 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 beat all the old all the age records. You know, he was. He was projected, and I think he'll still get there this year, if he has one more good year, he'll be the leading passer in in Tampa Bay Buccaneers history. But he is going through it, and I I feel like for the first time in a long time, the cracks in Tom Brady's armor are going to be too much. Um, If that team continues to lose, I almost wouldn't be surprised if Tom retires before the end of the season.
1: Wow. I didn't even think about that. I don't see him retiring before the end of the season. I don't
0: want to. But if if that's that, team that continues would be a to lose, huge and if,
1: mark if, on that legacy.
0: If, absolutely. It absolutely would be. To just walk away in the middle of the season. It would be awful. And I don't think he'll allow it to he'll do it because of that reason. But he's man, not it,
1: coming back next year. No, and here's and, the thing, I this has nothing to do with how long he's dominated the sport. But, no, th- this has to do with the man that Tom Brady is. I don't want to see him back next year if he's not if he's not at his top or
0: where he could be for his top. I don't want him back. Brady said he'd play when he, he, when he couldn't when he couldn't start. He wouldn't play. Man, it, it, it's finally coming. It, it's it looks like it's finally and, coming.
1: And I think you're right. I don't think this has anything to do with the football ability or its. Everything outside of football is the man's crashing. Life him.
0: is falling apart, man. I, I don't think I'd want to be playing football if my life was falling apart. You know, stuff so, like
1: this has, on on a very serious note. Guys that I know have, I mean, when their life got to this point, falling apart like this. There's a reason men have a higher suicide rate. I mean, you just, you, there's no outlet for it. I think Tom was trying to use football as his outlet and it's not working. Yeah. It's,
0: you know, obviously I, I, you know, we're both guys that we know, we know what the other side of that coin looks like. We've, we've both been there. We both understand. Um, and i mean and this you know as it, it should always be said if you're if you're if you need your brothers to be there you should call your brothers you know they're going to have your back those are the guys you need to lean on but
1: and I, it it almost seems like tom doesn't feel like he's got anybody to lean on anymore yeah he, and I mean, that's i mean cuz football was "Quote unquote his guy, but his guy was from everything we can see was Gronk. Yeah, Gronk ain't back. He's been doing every. He uh, he probably thought, and I hope I'm wrong. He probably sitting there thinking, well, maybe if I can just string together some wins with these guys, get back in the groove of it.
0: Yeah. So, and I I hope Brady kind of figures it out. But I, I but that man, that man's playing football like his life's falling apart. You you can kind of see it. He, I feel like the the temper out the temper, temper are getting more.
1: It seems to be less about football, and more about just releasing the anger.
0: Because he getting it he out. He absolutely annihilated his offensive line in this game. And I, I hope I'm wrong. You know, I mean, we know we know what's happening off the football field around Brady. It, it's all over the news. Which, man, pe- people's personal lives should be a little more sacred than what we allow them to be. But this
1: is one of those deal. like, everybody gets super excited about seeing, like, if you're on the off chance, you see Tom Brady walking down the street. If you're in the Tampa Bay area, don't ask him for an autograph. Honestly... Either stay clear or just give the guy a hug. He seems like he fucking needs it right now. I would not suggest giving that
0: guy a hug. I kind of want somebody in you Florida. You might get Secret Service right off the fucking map.
1: Um, I kind of want to see him just reach out and punch somebody in the throat. come on, let's be honest. Florida man gets punched in throat by Tom Brady. What a headline! Man gets what? Hit and face by goat. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: um, but uh, to make a joke out of a serious situation. Yeah, um, to to touch on some other stuff. Uh, Mitch Trubisky came into that game. Pickett got hurt.
1: Looked decent, <laughs> played well.
0: Um, and I guess maybe this is just Trubisky's calling as a backup. Maybe that's what it is, where you know he can be a, he can be a good he can be a great backup, just not a great starter. Maybe that's all it is. Um, do you want to touch on yours, or do you want to come back? Uh, we we can come back to it. Okay. Uh, another pound our chest moment. Green Bay sucks. Wow, Um, Sauce Gardener is—that's putting it lightly. Green Bay is bad.
1: Aaron Rodgers.
0: Kind of what I said.
1: You said they suck. I mean that implies that there's an off switch. They're bad. Like if they were a vacuum, yeah, they're sucking. Except this vacuum doesn't suck. Okay, it doesn't even blow. It just sparks. Put a cowboy sticker on it. (laughs) <laughs> no, this but, Packers, man, that, team, that Packers is team is so bad So
0: bad Rodgers just lost his security blanket Cobb's got a bad ankle He's going to be out several weeks Well that security blanket was
1: kind of looking like well, I mean, a, It was it, an
0: electrical blanket with a short in it Like we knew what to expect But Now that team is bad That offensive line is awful And I don't know how you can have an offensive line That has David Bakhtiari on it That can be awful but they have managed I don't know how you can have one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time on a, t- on a team and have a horrible passing attack, but they've done it. I don't know how you can actually invest in receivers for the first time in franchise history and have an awful receiving core, but they've done it. I mean, it, how bad are you that Alan Lazard is truly your number one receiver? And I, this comes from a guy that doesn't have a number one receiver on his team. I would take Juju over Lazard. Yes. How about them running backs, though?
1: What are they supposed to do? They can't get into
0: space. Hey, they've won three games with them so far. Yeah, but... Man, as this season goes along, you can't run between the tackles. You can't run off the tackle. You can't swing it out because the receivers can't block anybody. You can't run a fake screen and throw it deep because either the receiver's not going to throw the ball or Rodgers is going to be like, yeah, he probably, he probably won't get it in there. I'm just going to throw it away. You know, it, that team is trash. Oh, it's bad. But I'm, I think I, I'm really feeling good about my Rodgers not being in the NFL after this year's take. Go ahead um, and hit on what you were and telling me before yeah, we started so, recording. I've Man, maybe this is just a conspiracy theory, you know, whatever. Um in this game, Quinn Williams hit Rodgers late in the knee. Ball was gone. Quinn Dove late hit Rodgers. Every time that's happened, what's the outcome? Flag goes up. It's supposed to be 15, isn't it? 15, automatic first. Rogers got nothing. No flag. Yelled at the ref. Ref shrugged his shoulders. I don't want to be the guy that stirs the conspiracy pot. I, that, that's not usually that's that's, who I am. Usually that's me. Because um, I like the crazies. I like weird shit. I have a working theory, and whether it's right or not, I don't know. We all know that Rodgers has said some things that he probably shouldn't have over the last two years. He's admitted to things that the NFL probably isn't a big fan of. And he has put himself in a situation where it appears that he's trying to be bigger than league. The NFL does not like that. I believe maybe not wholeheartedly, but I believe the NFL is trying to work Rodgers out of the league. I think with Rodgers has been hit more this season than he's been hit in his career. He's not getting the calls that he's gotten his entire career. I genuinely believe that the NFL is making a concerted effort to get Rodgers out of the league because he has become such a problem child off the field but they can't you can't suspend him you can't do anything like that because that's going to come back on you that's going to make you look bad if you make his life hell and he goes hey here's the cleats hang up the belts I'm done wash your hands Packers move on to Jordan Love. It might be crazy. But that quarterback has gotten every call for the last five years. Every single call. It's definitely something to think about. Like I said, I could be wrong. I just, from an outside point of view, watching some of the hits that he's taken... The hits that I mean, Rogers was in that Brady class. He was. You touched him a little harder than we would like you to. Sorry, that's fifteen. Sucks to be you. He's getting no protection. So just a theory. It's a working theory. Whether it's right or not, don't know. But I I think it's something that genuinely raises eyebrows. Oh, most definitely. So, here's...
1: And I hadn't seen that or thought about that. Um, What I did see with Rodgers, maybe you guys have seen this as well, but he comes out um, after after his press conference, or during his press conference, I should say, and says that uh, they need to simplify the offense some more. And... Coach LaFleur comes out immediately after and essentially says, Well, not essentially, he says verbatim, I don't know what that means. Um, I've heard a lot of people in sports media saying that that's um, essentially LaFleur not being a good head coach. Um, He's incompetent, which, I mean, you win 12, you win 9, you look bad this year. Like, maybe. But he's from that Shanahan tree where it's a very complex offense. And you've got essentially all rookies on your receiving core. And I feel like that's more of a shot at Aaron to be a leader. Continue to throw to these guys. How much more simplified do you want me to make this offense? I feel like LaFleur knew he was going to have to simplify it to allow his receivers to be successful. And it's not like they're covered up on every play. When you watch a game, Aaron's just refusing to throw the ball to him. And I get that they have drops, but you drafted two receivers. You invested into a receiver core of guys from small schools. They don't, it's going to take, there's going to be a learning curve.
0: Yeah. It's not like you went out and drafted, you know, Jameson Williams or, uh, you know, one of these top-flight guys, Drake London. Right. You know, who looked phenomenal, phenomenal. against the
1: last two weeks. Um, especially against a really good 49ers defense.
0: But, yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, they, I feel like that offense was simplified. That's, that's why the run game has been as prevalent. But... Because with
1: Aaron Rodgers, why would you be trying to run the ball down somebody's throat if the game plan
0: isn't simplified to help out your younger receivers? Exactly. I mean, yeah, you have a great rushing attack. They've had those. They've had that pair of running backs for four years. It, so, to me, I've seen that more when Coach
1: Lafleur came out and said, "I don't know what he's talking about." More of a, what more? How much more simple would you like me to make this offense? That, to me, that was more of him replying, how about you start giving our guys chances so that they can learn the offense? Yeah. How about you start catering instead of making everybody else do it? I feel like that was a call to
0: leadership or lack thereof from from 12. No, I, th- I think you're totally right there. I really do. I, I I have no argument on that because I feel like we have, We've seen that Rogers isn't the leader, but I kind of feel like maybe Rogers has an idea of what's going on and is kind of playing to the same point that I was making.
1: Possibly, he could be playing complete and utter stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it—it's all a chess match. It's—it's all—it's all what have you done for me lately? And neither one of them have done neither
0: anything for either one of them. So, so I. Um, there's there's a lot of I feel like that team's gonna have a lot of theories floating around it for a while, um, and <laughs> there's a certain free agent wide receiver that has them in his list of five that I think needs to reconsider having him in his list of five. I think so. I I don't know I don't know where that guy ends up. I have my hopes. I don't know where he ends up, but. You know, we're we're getting close to that mid-November mark that we were talking about with him. So, but I, I think if, if you're still considering the green and gold, uh, OBJ, you might want to think about something else. Because that looks, that looks like somewhere you're not going to want to go. Because, let's face it, OBJ's ring hunting. That's all he's doing right now. Oh, yeah. But, you know.
1: To me, there's two places if you're ring hunting. To me, I'll I I don't know because he did get his ring. I I
0: hope he's ring hunting instead of paycheck hunting. I I don't feel he's not going to go somewhere where he's disrespected by the money, but he's not he's not going to the Broncos. Right. So I feel like hey, I want to get paid what I'm worth, but I'm looking at a second one. I got one. I want two now. And I feel like if you're making that move and you want to be a contributor, there's two, there's two teams and we're going to touch on both of them here in just a little bit. I agree.
1: I think they're the same two teams. I was thinking of Yeah, uh, pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. We got we, what? Two games before we get to our two teams,
0: Uh, three, if you include the monstrosity, that was Monday night. Uh, we already covered the, the Eagles and that was Sunday night. or that
1: was Sunday night. Monday night was Chargers-Broncos. Oh, hey.
0: Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Me neither. Granted. Let's go ahead and hit that while we're talking about it. Um, Okay. The The Chargers won 19-16. The Vikings did not look great against the Dolphins. Um, Oh, I forgot we hadn't hit that game yet. Skyler Thompson gets his first start. First quarter, bashes his hand on a helmet. Bloody thumb. Was not expecting that on my lunch. I've, that game was closer than I thought it was going to be. The Vikings offense didn't play up to the, where I thought they were going to be. But Vikings over Dolphins, we both kind of picked it. They win dirty. They're That team. That team's playing with a lot of grit, which is not something I thought was going to happen.
1: No, There seemed to be much more of a finesse team, at least on paper.
0: They win dirty. They are not afraid to get down in the mud. Um, Rams-Panthers don't have a whole lot. Uh, Robbie Anderson got... Yeah, Robbie Anderson got into a fight with his coaches. 24 hours later, is on a plane to Arizona. So, I was... Honestly... not totally opposed to the idea of him being on a flight <laughs> to Kansas City. But there's... This is twice that Robbie Anderson has been removed from a team. Um, maybe... Got to start kind of looking at the guy now. Yeah, maybe, maybe there's some locker room locker room problems there. Um, but, so, Robbie Anderson's now a Cardinal. And
1: which, uh, the fire sale kind of begins there in Carolina. I, man, I it's keep, about I keep to hearing heat up.
0: rumors on this fire sale. And I, part of me hopes some of them are true. Obviously, there's one that we've already touched on last week that I really hope is true. Um, but, and honestly... If if number 2 ends up in either of the two primary spots I see him landing, I'm pretty sure that means number 13 ends up in the other one. Most definitely. Um most definitely. Uh one one more beat our chess game. We both looked at Cardinal Seahawks and went the Seahawks are winning that game. Even yeah. bad Gino wins that game. The Cardinals are awful. We'll see what they look like this week with DeHa. Hillary
1: Clinton did not look very good under center.
0: <laughs> Again. And I don't know where she got those dress. We, we touched. We touched on this. Hillary Clinton is taller than that. But no, that that, that green dress, pantsuit. Pantsuit. Sorry, pantsuit.
1: So bad.
0: I know. Oh. Obviously, it, it's got to be bad if we're talking about what he wore walking into the game two weeks after he did it. It's like a train wreck. You can't stop looking at it. Yeah. And I don't know how
1: those old posts from NFL on Fox or CBS Sports keep coming up on my Facebook feed, but they got to go away. It was, it was
0: two weeks ago. All right. Um, so we got two games left. Obviously, there are games. Um, obviously, one of these games is going to get significant more conversation. So I don't have a lot to say on the Niners game. Um I've got a small monologue. I, I know you've got some stuff and I'm I'm just going to let you have it. Man, the Falcons offense looked good. Obviously, the Niners have 54 injured players, um which I do feel like maybe you have to start looking inside a little bit. How are you the that that team has been healthy one season? Truly healthy one time in the Shanahan era. And they were in the Super Bowl. They were in the Super Bowl and they were 11 minutes from winning the Super Bowl. Maybe less. Probably six minutes. Every other season, you have been debilitated by injuries. I'm not saying you look at Shanahan, but you've got to look at that training staff. Here's the thing they already have, they've turned that
1: training staff over twice. Each of the last offseason. Here's what I've got to say about that game. And it kind of stems off the same thing. you got to get the injuries figured out. If, uh, If Shanahan and John Lynch don't figure out how to get the talent without the injuries, they're gone. And that's not something I want to see. I feel like John Lynch has done an incredible job drafting guys and bringing guys in. He also likes to take flyers on guys later on in rounds um, late in free agency who have an injury history Jason Verrett for example, giving them a one year prove it deal, they kill it on that deal they ex- extend them for two years they get hurt both years Jason Verrett still talking about you bud um, Jarek McKinnon how do you tear your ACL three years in a row in San Francisco be healthy for half of a season By that time, the running back's room has already been decided. Come to Kansas City and not, from what I've seen, not have a single injury designation since being in KC. I don't get it. Which I love Jarek McKinnon. I loved him with the Vikings. I thought they were dumb to get rid of him, and then Alexander Madison's a thing. So, I mean, obviously, Minnesota knows what they're doing with a running back. If you're a 49ers fan or anybody that does not believe in Trey Lance, I get it. I get not believing in Trey Lance. And I've kind of gone on this rant once, twice, probably about six times now.
0: I know I've heard it at least a couple dozen.
1: Jimmy Garoppolo started out the second half of this football game with an interception. And then from what I was able to gather, watching highlights, and I kind of went through and tried to rewatch the game, but after halftime, it was just it was hard to watch. I couldn't. Why is he not extending drives? Is it a lack of talent? Can't be. George Kittle's on the field, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, a litany of running back, Kyle Juszczyk. Um, He's a pretty good uh, guy. I, I understand that five out of our five offensive linemen are hurt at any given time yet they're still not allowing pressures. They're not allowing sacks. Uh, Rookie Burford, left guard, he hasn't allowed but two pressures all season, and they were in week one. Our left guard isn't giving up anything. We're on our third string left tackle, and I get it. There's going to be some pressure off, off that side. Ten's not extending the game. Ten's not doing what Ten should do. That's all this comes down to. When they extend drives and get down into the red zone, you have to capitalize on the points. There was one drive from what I've gathered and from what I was able to see that the 49ers in the second half of that game were able to drive 80 yards down the field and come away with no points. I do not know if that ended in a fumble, an interception. I was just looking at the stats. Seen that one on Twitter? I think Cam Inman posted that one. How do you drive 80 yards, come up with zero points when you're down two touchdowns? You can't blame the defense. The defense has won this game or this team three games this season, and they're hurt. Nick Bosa wasn't on the field. Eric Armstead wasn't on the field. Um, Javon Kinlaw, off the field. Both corners were gone. Emmanuel Mosley's on IR. Charverius Ward left. Talanoa Hufunga left the game in the first quarter with a, uh, went to the blue tent for concussion. I don't think he came back into that game. They tested him again after he passed. He passed both early in the game and after the game, and then he's back in the concussion protocol. Jimmy Ward's gone. I get it. The defense is banged up. They've been banged up since week one. This is not a defensive failure to give up 28 to the Falcons. This is the offense keeping the defense on the field for too damn long. How can you look at this offense and be like, Ugh, I don't want to see Trey Lance back out there because he's not Jimmy. Fuck that. Where's the dynamic plays? Jimmy makes mistake after mistake, and i he turned this franchise around. I've got a Jimmy G t-shirt, custom t-shirt. My parents got it for me for my birthday like four years ago. I have defended him tooth and nail. And I had to come with the grip last year that he was no longer going to be on the team. But I knew for the long run, it was probably for the best. Because the mistakes he makes kill, kill the drives. I'm putting these losses on Jimmy. And I get that it's not all him. But I don't know what else to do. I can't keep asking my defense, who's on fourth stringers, to continue to make the plays and keep the offense in it. Why can't the offense be dynamic enough? I I get Trey not, may not be the guy, but right now, you have to go for the ceiling. It it's it, it, so, We were at the game on Sunday. Mind you, people didn't know, because Austin alluded to it earlier. I went out and bought a... The it,
0: whole ass wagon.
1: I didn't see the wagon. Was the wagon there? Because I would have... You were the wagon. Oh, well, I, I went out... Got myself a Josh Allen jersey. I hope I've made it clear on this podcast. Josh Allen's my favorite player in the NFL. Like I said, still trying to get the stencil for his face to be tattooed on my ass. Um, I love the guy. I love Josh Allen. Favorite player. I went out, I got his jersey. I also picked up a Christian McCaffrey jersey because I like getting jersey of players I respect. Um, It was also $40. Hell of a deal. It was 75% off. I wasn't passing that up. You think I'm high? Come on. So, at the game, had a lot of people. We were talking to people. We were obviously there trying to get a couple people to at least check out the podcast. If you guys are there from the listening to us from the game, uh, reach out to us at uh, one of our socials, and we'll get to that at the end of the cast here. But when I was telling people, I'm a Niners fan, left and right, Trey ain't it, man. Jimmy ain't it. I I know that's not a good answer, but right now in their careers with the starts that Trey Lance has, he has the exact same numbers as one Josh Allen. I'm not saying he's Josh Allen. He actually has a better completion percentage than Josh Allen. Give the kid a chance. It's a complicated, it's a complicated system. So I'm, I, I just, I can't fathom it. I, I feel like I'm bumbling, stumbling and bumbling. I don't know what else to say. I don't know how anybody that watches football can sit there and be like,
0: man, that team's better with Jimmy. How? I think you watch that game, and I think the easiest comparison to make, obviously, you know, with Trey going down it,
1: It it derails everything. It derails everything. everything. And it's really
0: hard to remember that. But I think we, we all knew that Trey was done last year. We all knew that Trey was no longer the quarterback of the Niners. You mean Jimmy? Yeah, my bad, Jimmy. Not too long ago, I watched Alex Smith's last game as a Chief. I was 13 rows up in the end zone. Guess what? When that game is over, I said, thanks to Alex, and we're on to Mahomes. And I feel like that's exactly how the Niners felt. I know that's how you felt after the NFC Championship game. Thanks. Jimmy felt that way. He had a thank yeah. you press conference. Yeah. And I think the Niners messed up by not moving off of them Because... Jimmy's days as, as a starter are, are done. He's he's no longer there. And I think he got buoyed by a, by a good system that he fit in well. He did. For probably a season or two too long. I I think the Niners made a mistake by bringing him back. I, I know the options were he goes to Seattle and we had to face him twice a year. But honestly, I don't think he's beating Geno out for that job. No, the way Geno's playing right now, good for him. You know, and I think
1: that tasted like vinegar, <laughs> <laughs> and not like salt and vinegar fry seasoning or chips. That I mean, just straight apple cider vinegar on the tongue. That was bad.
0: But I, I think I think you're seeing it. The Niners, the Niners played one extra year, and it proved it's going to be the downfall of Jimmy Garoppolo holding on one more year. He's done. He's toast. He's finished. And I think you're seeing that. And I, I understand. I, I loved Alex. Alex turned the Chiefs around. He turned them into a winning franchise. A good bridge quarterback will do that. He, he gave, he gave Chiefs something to hope about. And obviously Alex never made the Super Bowl. But we were in the playoffs. Right there. We, we, you know, we, We got to the playoffs. Granted, the Chiefs didn't win playoff games. And just like the game against... When I watched him leave the field for the last time in Kansas City. I knew. I was calling for it then. Put the kid in. We need a spark. I know it's probably not the best idea to make your NFL... I mean, he played week 17. But to make your first true impact on a game in the playoffs... But we needed it, we didn't get it. I knew at that time, the Chiefs were moving to Mahomes. It's so hard because everybody wants to
1: think about what have. What have they done? Well, Jimmy's done this, and he's yeah, that's great. But he he falls short. Well, you just don't know with Trey, or you at the time you just don't know what you're gonna get from Pat. You don't. And if
0: it goes, I took Patrick Mahomes in the fifteenth round of our fantasy draft on a flyer because I was like, in case Patrick Mahomes is what we think he might be, cool. I took the ceiling. The Niners. The Niners should have taken the ceiling because bringing Jimmy back has clearly. I mean, I know they were like, well, you know, okay, we got an expensive backup. You know, we, we got a guy we can trust, yada, yada, yada. Like,
1: from the football standpoint, yeah, it kind of made sense. But in terms of moving the franchise forward, it didn't make any sense. Now, that being said, Trey Lance has done nothing but show what kind of leader he is since the injury. And, I mean, we, it's hard not to listen when you have a guy like Trent Williams come out and say, that's the reason he's our guy going forward. It's hard to to argue against that. And, and, yeah, in theory, when he went down and Garoppolo came in, okay, cool. We know what we're going to get. And I called it then. They're going to win games, and they're going to lose games they should have won. It's going to be the opposite way with Trey. They're going to win games they probably shouldn't have because he did something crazy. And they're going to lose games like against the Bears, that they probably should have won. But nothing in that first start and a half did I see anything that said, wow, he ain't got it. I seen he needs work. That's all I seen was he needs a little bit more throwing. This whole notion that you can't teach a guy to throw a ball, they taught Josh how. They taught, and I'm going to keep using this because it's the worst comparison I've ever heard in my life. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. And I hope he hears this just to he- keep fueling his fire. But they taught a th- running back how to throw a football in Baltimore. I don't know if anybody's watched the guy throw a football recently. W- There's guys out there now that can teach if you are teachable. And from everything I've heard, Trey Lance is teachable. He had one of the highest football IQs scored two years ago out of, out of coming out of the draft. So he's very teachable. He essentially had the offense memorized by the end of his first season. That's how that that's not an offense you memorize. No. So the guy's teachable. He worked on his mechanics this last offseason, and you've seen a jump. He had two starts last year, and it, or three starts last year, and in his start and a half this year, you've seen his mechanics had changed. His footwork had changed he's not going to, I don't think his ceiling. Yes. Josh Allen. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the arm. I don't see that. But if I get Josh Allen 0.75 out of the guy all day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a I, massive upgrade over what you got, which is Mac jo- Jones 1.1. Yeah. So I, I'm, I just,
0: I, I can, it's a
1: really that. hard season for me right now. Cause I, I want to root for the Niners, but at the same time, throw, blow it up. This, the entire team is in the hospital right now. Blow it up. Blow it up. You don't have a first round draft pick anyway this year.
0: Blow it up. The Eagles are getting more and more terrifying with their current positioning with that stuff, too, because they have the Saints' number one overall pick, or the number one pick this year. Um, but. Oh, like I said, I I don't disagree with you on the Niners stuff. Um, with with where that team's at, with Jimmy looking the way he's looking, uh, yeah no I I it'll be nice because you're not gonna break your phone this this year in the playoffs. This podcast has um, done
1: so much for fo-
0: Austin and I.
1: Watched we talked about this leaving yep. the game,
0: and and I'd like to kind of touch on that as kind of our intro into the next game. Very much so. Um the podcast has kind of allowed us to look at things a little bit bigger picture, um, which wasn't something we thought coming into this. We are like, oh man, we're just going to be, you know, we're, we're going to go even harder on it. I'm a diehard cheese fan. No questions asked. I, I will gladly say I'm not as stupid as a large portion of the upper deck. Oh um, my god. I lost the, so many brain cells. Holy crap! Um, the blatant pass interference on Justin Reed, remember he had uh, digs tackled by the time the ball got to him. They thought it was an awful call. Um, admittedly, the pass interference against Kelsey that looked pretty that looked like a pretty bad call. Obviously, the one play I miss
1: out of the entire game because I figured the. Frickin' urinals were clear. I was right. By the way, there were only two stoners in there that had the entire place filled up with smoke. But the one play I missed was the. I mean, and there the, were, there were bad calls. Let. The, we'll, we'll, we'll continue with your yeah, monologue real uh, quick.
0: But there were there were fans that you know were you know, I, and honestly, I heard one more holding call. I think I was just going to turn around swinging. Yeah, those two were. Um, they, they, wanted to holding on every play. And I was like, if, if you got that, we would be, we would all be so pissed off right now. So, um, but with the way that game went and, and I said it last week, you asked me who, who that game was more important for too. And I said, then in the grand scheme of things, I do not think that game mattered. I don't. And after watching that game, I think it mattered even less. Because those two teams are even more but even than the scoreboard says Buffalo benefited from a better pass rush and a better defense, better
1: run game, slightly, slightly better run game, at least on this Sunday, because yeah. we've seen other Sundays where the chiefs run game what was it, two weeks ago. The bills had like 97 yards rushing and Josh Allen had 108 of those
0: and the, or... And the Chiefs running backs combined for like 220. Yeah. You know, the Bills were the better team that day. I'm good with that. I That's what I said was going to happen. But for the Bills fans that were walking off, yeah, we know we beat the Chiefs. I had one of them looking at me like I was stupid because I was like, hey, you beat us in the regular season last year too. Where'd that get you? I mean, Eliminated from the playoffs. And honestly, this season – I kind of feel the same way about it. If these teams play 10 times, they go 5-5 five and five each. Those teams are too evenly matched. You have the two best quarterbacks in the league. You've got two defenses that can play. If the if the Bills' defense was completely healthy, I would give them the runaway. I would give them the Bills. It might make it 7-3 if that defense was healthy. The Chiefs obviously need help, pass rush help. Because Frank Clark, even though he did make two plays and have a sack... Which I don't know means... if it was two haters, full on
1: haters. A Frank Clark showing up to the game that he's like, "I'm going to show out and make all of my salary for the next five years on these two
0: plays." He made a couple plays. I mean, like, I I'm not a fan of that man. I'm not a fan of the way he plays. I, I'm I, I didn't want him back even at a reduced salary. I would have taken the dead cap hit and moved on and been absolutely fine with it. But. The Chiefs clearly need help at pass rush. Carlos Dunlap looks slow. And I don't know if this is just the Chiefs' freaking defensive scheme. I don't know what it is. I swear you could put any pass rusher in the Chiefs' on defense that's not named Chris Jones, and he's going to look slow. I don't know what it is. Dunlap looked really good for Seattle last year. Doesn't look that great. Carl Loftus wasn't exactly a speed threat anyhow. He was a very big bull rusher. But his bull rushes don't seem to be super effective right now. Frank Clark is useless. Chris Jones is the only and – and what's weird is he's been having massive success going back to the outside again. Which I think it might just be because they asked him to
1: slim down last year to play the outside, and then we're like, oh, that's not working bulk back up. Yeah. And so, he's on... stayed bulked up and now moved to the outside. But he still has that speed.
0: Yeah. But now he's got the power that he's blowing through tackles, too. Um, You know, like I said, these teams are so evenly matched. I mean, if you put this game on every Sunday, I don't think there's a football fan that would complain. I couldn't. Just That that game was excellent to watch. Even including the refing and gas. The, the taunting penalty oh my of God. Juju doing the same freaking first down celebration as half the league. Yeah, he was on the sideline. So it's taunting. Man, this. Is, those are grown ass men playing football. Can we stop with the taunting calls? Seriously. I'm taunting. What? Words don't hurt these guys. Getting thrown on your head, getting your knees taken out, getting picked up and body slammed, those things hurt. Doing the cocaine line sniff off your finger for a first down doesn't hurt anybody. It's not a 15-yard freaking penalty. Saying me, thanks to the quarterback, doesn't hurt anybody. You know what does hurt somebody? When the defensive end comes off the end, grabs a quarterback, tosses him on his head, and gives him a second concussion in four days. That's what hurts people. You know which point? You know which one of those plays wasn't flagged. My point, it's ridiculous. The refing, the officiating, has to get better.
1: And you know what was the weirdest thing? We talked about this too. That was probably one of the better ref games we've watched all season, because they weren't throwing
0: flags. It's when you allow them to play football. I'm good. With people getting away with some shit. As long as it's on both sides. As long as it's both sides and it's even. And I'll say, you know, yeah, the the pass interference play on Kelsey cost the Chiefs 25, 30 yards, whatever it was. But I will say that Mahomes swallowed it up with a mistake. A massive mistake as far as I'm concerned. He had the whole left side of the field open. He was already running there, and then he stopped to throw the ball. Why Mahomes thinks he has to play hero ball and throw it every time this year? Yeah, I get it. They don't want him to get hit. They don't want him to get hurt while he's running. I understand that. He's also but, smart enough to get down. He's not – he doesn't play – when he, he had,
1: runs, he's not like Cam Newton. No, he He, he gets, gets down. down. He
0: is smart. But what I saw out of him in that game – One of Patrick Mahomes' greatest plays of his career – honestly, it might be the single greatest play of his career to this point – is the run against Tennessee. It's the play that sticks out. Maybe it's because it's not what he usually does. He makes the amazing throws. You're used to seeing those. That's so weird. One of the greatest plays that you can think of for Patrick Mahomes is the run down the left sideline against Tennessee. I promise you, he had a whole lot more room Sunday. Oh, tons more!
1: Especially when he I mean, was, he was—he rolled out to the left. He had a lot of. When he came he, back to the right side of the field, that third time he hitched, he had 15
0: yards either direction, and he had he had, a, he had the blocker in front of him. All he had to do was pick a direction. If he goes towards the left sideline, he's got 15 yards before a defender gets close. I think that's probably the biggest play of the game. The fact that he tried to make it something else out of that, whenever he should have just ran. If you run, it's an easy field goal at worst. I know Butker missed one, but hey, he's been gone for four weeks. He also and he was hit probably a 62 jazzed up from or... that sixty two right before the half. Which the Chiefs got in a field goal range in twelve seconds. Just throwing that out there. But with what I don't understand it as to why.
1: Pat made some uncharacteristic mistakes. I don't know. I don't think he was in his head. I think for some reason he felt he had to. He reached into his bag of tricks and pulled out the wrong tricks because both quarterbacks were in their bag on Sunday. Absolutely. So, I I can't sit here. How
0: else do you define pitching a ball into your receiver's face. (laughs) I'm sorry. I like Josh. I don't know that I like Josh running a speed option with the receiver. I feel like there's better play calls. And, and, man, and I know, like, what these offenses are is unstoppable. They they literally, it seems like they use each other. these offenses get so gimmicky at the goal line?
1: You know what, my absolute favorite play, and people always want to call that upper deck the nosebleeds, I think those might be the best seats in the house. You can see everything on the field. Oh, I love the
0: seats we were in. Those were phenomenal. Third deck, over over the corner, you can see the whole field. You can watch everything develop. When Josh Allen rolled to the right
1: and took off running and he hurtled, um, Who was that? Was that Nick Bolton?
0: I'm not sure who he hurdled as at right now.
1: Seeing that live, because he juked first, makes a guy miss. That's Josh Allen. And then you see a 6'4", 250-some-odd-pound white guy just jump and get seven more yards in the red zone. See, okay, so seeing that on TV is one thing. Seeing that develop live, TV speeds it up so much more. For some reason, when it's slowed down, and you're at the, especially the angle we were at, because we were just to his backside. Yeah, we watched the whole
0: thing. I mean, clear view, the whole play. Gorgeous.
1: I thought he was going to flip it up to the back of the end zone. But he stuttered to make that juke and make the defender miss. and I was like, that's it. He's just going to launch it. Which I think it would have been going the other way if he did. But at the same time, if it gets caught. Yeah. Not only that, but the way both quarterbacks were able, it's. You hit on it. It kind of makes us both wish that we could. Go see a Tom Brady-Aaron Rodgers game.
0: Just... Obviously this year I don't think it's a good game to go watch for football reasons. For history reasons, yeah. I, I would love to go watch that game. This is a game I hope to go to every year. Yeah. I, I there's, To
1: get to watch what's actually happening on the field instead of on TV um, it gets muddled up when you're watching Fox or CBS sports co- coverage or even throughout the week when you're listening to talk radio everybody wants to do talking points well I didn't like this or they played bad it was two quarterbacks and that was a very let's that was a low scoring game for what it could have been it was 24 to 20. That was a very defensive game. Both defenses come out swinging. So, to watch both teams make the adjustments, and you and I both said it after halftime, we said, here come the big punches, and they just didn't come because the defenses were doing everything in their power to slow down the court. It's so hard to... Call it a chess match because I don't think chess had anything close
0: to what was going 3D on. 3D chess. Yeah. No, I mean I agree. I mean, like I said, we, we we sat there, we watched that whole game. You know, even after Mahomes threw the pick at the end of the game, we were both like, Nah, that's not exactly the way we wanted to, wanted this game to end. But no, I wanted it. We were calling for overtime. We were having
1: such we, a. We good were trying time. to
0: figure out how to kick a four point field goal. Like, if, if, if Harrison goes from 67, is it worth four? You know. We were hoping for the sure extra point. First, I'm pretty sure his first one would have cleared from 67. I think so. We were hoping
1: for Sam Bass to mix, miss the extra point or to get blocked. We were wanting overtime. That game, if that game was still going on and we were still at Arrowhead 48 hours after it happened, I don't think any one of us would have been upset.
0: Oh, no. We'd still be standing. Um. Phenomenal
1: but, football game. Getting to watch... I get that Josh doesn't have the accolades right now. He doesn't have the MVP. He doesn't have the Super
0: Bowl. He doesn't have the Super Bowl MVP. And We talked about this on the way up. I don't feel that either one of them are, is truly the better quarterback. No. Obviously, Mahomes is the greater quarterback. And and I, I believe that distinction is, is necessary. But, man... If you couldn't have Mahomes, wouldn't you want Josh? Like, would you look at Josh and be like, nah, clear downgrade? Absolutely not. And if you are, I'm gonna say it, you're lying to yourself. And if if and if you're the Bills and you're looking at it and you go, Oh, we don't have we can't have Allen, you're not looking at Mahomes as a downgrade. Those they are the two best quarterbacks in football. They are the Brady Manning rivalry renewed except now they're both athletic as shit it's it is it is the development of the quarterback ability in this in this world at its highest level yeah we went we went from having the pre game the pre snap reads of manning versus the execution of Brady now we have the throwing the amazing throws of Mahomes versus the amazing playmaking of Allen.
1: And every and it was kind of weird cuz it seemed like everybody thought Josh Allen running the ball was going to be the difference maker. Those 3 touchdowns he threw, you couldn't have set the ball in a better position for his receivers. No. No. His one to Gabe Davis and I get it was rookie corners, but when Gabe had the guy beat you put the ball on the spot. When he hit the tight end in the corner of the end
0: zone, that guy was so far in it wasn't even funny. <laughs> A little backstory: the guy sitting directly in front of us. As soon as as soon as Dawson Knox caught that touchdown, he was like, "He's out! He's out! He's he's so far out! He's out!" They put the review up they put the replay up and he goes that guy was so far and it wasn't even funny which was absolutely hilarious that was he
1: very nice guy fun to talk with um goofy oh my lord very goofy huh oh, he wanted a taunting penalty on every single play after juju's taunting penalty I mean I I get being a homer at home and in the stands but can we just can we enjoy so uh, go if you ever get the chance go be a third party at a football game it's fun to root for somebody and i was rooting for the bills but i was also very excited every time the chiefs made a play it was so hard to root against either team i mean those two i mean those those are you can you can argue those are the two best teams in football I'm not even gonna argue those are my two best teams to me the the Eagles dropped the, I know they beat at, in the first half that it looks like they had the Cowboys dead to rights. the Cowboys started a match comeback so yeah no that's Sunday fine. was incredible. Sunday it, was uh, so much fun. It's especially getting
0: to see it live. Thank you yeah <sighs> yeah. You know that should be the second time you see. I know. Okay, just just making sure. I know. Just making sure. Um, but yeah, man, to to get to see those teams, I mean, obviously, I've I've been to a few Mahomes games now, and it's incredible to watch what he does. And last year, watching Josh Allen absolutely dismantle the Chiefs was not nearly as fun to watch, but I enjoyed it because I do enjoy the greatness that is Josh Allen.
1: I think getting to see him both on the field at their
0: best. Yeah. Both of them playing well. You know, Allen made a couple mistakes, Mahomes made a couple mistakes. I believe I believe the biggest mistake was just not running the ball. And I think that's what the game came down to. You know, it is what it is. We enjoyed it. We had a great time. We got to, you know, promote the pot a little bit. But it was it was an absolute joy. Um to get to go to another game, we're gonna try and make at least one more. I think this season. Gonna hopefully. try, um, but finances are what they are. Well, the see. ticket prices are what they are. Yeah, good. Also true. Lord. Um. So before we get into our little ending here, um, I would like to. I don't know if you saw this or not. The 49ers have cured their quarterback problem.
1: Oh, have they?
0: Yes, they have. The 49ers have signed Kurt Benkert back, back to the back to the squad. Um, on? I don't know. I don't know who Buddy Johnson is, but he's he's now been cut. So, but but Kurt banker You just is,
1: named somebody on the 49ers, even practice squad that I have never heard of before.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know who he is, but um, but yeah. So I just I just thought that'd I, be fun.
1: Is it bad? I'm saying that's a clear upgrade. The guy can at least see the field. I
0: I think he. I mean, I mean, he knows the he knows the playbook at least a little bit. So, you know, whatever. It's what it is. I just I, I know both of us are kind of like the Kurt Benkert story, so I just love figured i throw that Benkert. one out there. Um, I was
1: happy when they signed him a few weeks back. I was very upset to see them have to cut him, but they obviously don't like who they have as the third option. So we're,
0: we're going to hope. Maybe we'll get to see some Benkert in the regular season here. I really um, hope
1: to not see Jimmy get hurt because I would like to see him on a roster next year. Um, but if Jimmy were to get hurt, that's the guy I want taken over. Yeah.
0: So, um, obviously, you know, kind of the football knowledge this week was a little down because I was presented with an opportunity. Um, if when presented two tickets and a parking pass, you say yes and thank you. Um, and that's exactly what I did. And I decided that redemption was the best way to go. So I gave Ryan a second chance. Um, if he if he blew me off, you would be listening to a new co-host, and I would be struggling to edit this when we're done. Um, but you know, we I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of football knowledge to to enjoy a Chiefs Bills game because those are the games that we you'll remember. Those you know you you'll get to, you can now get to say I got to watch Patrick Mahomes play against. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I got to watch Josh Allen play against Patrick Mahomes. I was there. And it's, like I said, this is the second time I've seen it. I've loved it both times, even though my team has lost both of those matchups. Maybe, you know I'm, the, maybe I'm the problem. Um, the only I've been to four Chiefs games,
1: three of those being Niner games. The only one of those, I remember the Niners have lost every time. We left before uh, two of those three. We left before the game ended. The last one, Jimmy blew out his ACL on the sideline. Jimmy played Pat. That's the only one I can tell you anything about. I was like this close, about an inch from high-fiving Booby Dixon the very first time. I was like 12. We were sitting right there on the tunnel. But other than that, this one, I will remember. I can't thank you enough for taking me. Because you know how much I love me some Josh Allen especially Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes oh, yeah. that that matchup we're so lucky as football fans we get to watch that for the next 10 to 15 years barring any kind of career ending injury for either one of those guys and the way it happened Sunday I, I watched. I will donate whatever body <laughs>
0: part they need to continue to play except the left except for a left thumb. But, uh, but yeah, no, and I mean, you've kind of mentioned it going to watch his third party, and I, I, I brought it up to you, and I, we both kind of had a giggle out of it. I think we're gonna eventually try to do where we make a Cowboys game, not really caring who they play against. I'm not gonna have a shirt that reads, you know, everybody's got the shirts. I hope both teams have fun. I've decided I'm not gonna take that approach. I'm gonna get a shirt that says, "I hope both teams lose," and on the back has, I'm gonna have a say in the Cowboys lose twice because that's who we are. So, um, I said apologies for a little bit of the lack of the knowledge this week. But sometimes when life hands you lemons. You go to a football game. You go to a football game. Um, So, guys, thank you. Um, Amazing what's happened. You guys, we are over 200 listens. Um, Keep sharing. Keep supporting. Like, follow, subscribe, rate, review, whatever you got to do. Uh, we we appreciate all of it. Um, hit us up on on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, Instagram's too fat to, at the too fat to play pod. Uh, Twitter, too fat to play Austin. Too fat to play Ryan. Hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. We will be back tomorrow uh, for a little more excitement and a look into week seven and what it may hold. Although it's starting with another doozy Duh. of a Thursday night. So we'll see what happens there. But we'll dig into that tomorrow. Until then, be kind to each other, love one another, and always remember, fuck fuck the Cowboys. Cowboys.